Welcome to the Lead Every Day Show. Our mission is to see a world well-led. And our strategy to get there? To empower leaders like you to lead every day. So let's get to work. Welcome to the Lead Every Day Show. We're glad you've joined us today. I'm Randy Gravitt. And I'm Mark Miller. And we've been having this conversation about valuing results and relationships. And every day when I get up, I think about how can I help people get better today. It's one of my, I, I can't make it go away. We've been talking about the way we're wired up and everything. And I, I love this idea of embracing the role of a coach. Just, just I, I'm, a, I'm an, I'm an old coach. I coached several sports back in the day, been decades ago, but it's, it, it's, I, how can I help people maximize what they're doing? I think it's one of the important things that leaders do. They coach people for success. And it's really rooted in something we talked about the other day, as we think about valuing results and relationships. But it was before that, when we talked about change, and, and we talked about the idea of dynamic awareness. And I think one of the things that leaders do if they're setting the example like we talked about yesterday is they've got to be dynamically aware of, of the people around them, the situations, and how they can lean in and not just understand how everybody's wired up, but what can they do to coach yeah, how are they performing? for success? How, how are, are they, they performing? Feeling? How can we help them maximize and, and ultimately take our businesses, our teams, our organizations, whatever we got going on to the next level. So I think it'll be fun to talk about that it'll today, be great. this idea of coaching for success. Yeah, and I just want to tell you, this is easy for you because it's part of your wiring and it's part of your temperament and it's part of your DNA. Um, it It's not part of mine, and I've met a lot of leaders. This is not their default. This is not their go-to. They don't wake up thinking about how can I coach people today. And I think there's a real opportunity there, yeah. a missed opportunity when we're not coaching people yeah. yeah that's good so so let's think about this i i think let's just start with the idea of i think whether we are wired that way or not we've we've got to embrace this role it's, it's well, i a, think that's the starting point it, it is for the those starting. of us that aren't wired like you it is the install well it's, it's the i think it's the starting point for even people that are wired that way it's if we're not careful we'll just assume that's the way we think it really is something that we've got to to be purposeful about yeah. and intentional about of, of yeah. embracing this role yeah i mean potentially every conversation is a coaching opportunity. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think there. I think it. Let's go into that idea of their situational coaching. But every every conversation right. really is an opportunity to help people help people get better. Yeah, help people get better. Yeah, that's um, good. And and I don't. I just don't think a lot of leaders see it that way. And and as a consequence, I think there's a lot of potential left on the table. I mean, I do know of leaders. I'm, they're they're not my heroes nor role models, <laughs> but they they do coaching once or twice a year. It's like, man, that's not, that's not going to cut it. I mean, can you imagine a sports team where the coaches interacted with the players once or twice a year? How good would that team be? <laughs> or a parent who says, I'll get with you in December and let you know. Yeah. How you we'll see how Christmas yeah. goes. And, yeah. You know, you got a parent all the time and you got to coach so all the time and train all the time. And we've not used this language, I don't think, much in the past, but I'm encouraging leaders to embrace a coaching mindset, mm -hmm. uh, even, even to, to think of it as a, a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's like, because if you want to help people grow, there are probably any number of ways you could do that. We could make a list, but coaching is so in the moment and it's so um, helpful to somebody who's, who's engaged in a, in a task or a role or a responsibility, because I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to assume they want to, they want to win. They want to excel. They want, they want to enjoy success and the fruits of success. And so if if somebody needs help and I can help them, that just feels that feels so obvious. 
But I think leaders miss it for any number of reasons. Maybe we can talk about that another day. But I do think the starting point is to embrace the role and say, yeah, I'm going to be a coach for the people I serve. Yeah. I, I, I A few weeks ago, uh, everybody who follows any kind of U.S. sports knows that that Coach Saban left Alabama and, you know, re- retired after a great career, incredible. Unfortunately, as an Auburn fan, it was uh, – well, uh, fortunately, as an Auburn fan, it's yeah. good, good to yeah, be gone. Yeah, I heard gone, there was but, a party in Auburn. But, but as I – yeah, probably so. They probably rolled the tumor's corner. Who knows? But as I think about him, just have tremendous respect for, for the way he coached. But and, – and maybe it was easy for him and he thought that way, I, I, I'm sure. But one of the things he talked about that he that he he loved the most about the job was the teaching. I mean, I think he really was at the heart of it. You know, NIL and transfer portals and all that stuff probably was driving him crazy, but he he loved to be on the field and to teach and to coach the defense and all those things that you, you start out doing. And I think sometimes in our careers we we start out doing what we love and you know, maybe we're teaching and coaching at one point, but we get all these other responsibility. Again, go back to the quicksand, it's real. And the next thing you know, we forget that we are we are ultimately teachers and trainers and coaches and cheerleaders. I mean, a lot, a lot of different things here we could say about that. And I think it is situational, but it's every situation. It's like we, we yeah. approach those, if we can train ourselves to do that, we can approach every encounter as an opportunity to help somebody get better. And when that happens, it, it, it really is, yeah. the sky's the limit. Yeah. And let me say a word about this situational language in this, in this application. I think there's a real tendency that, that I can miss. And I think a lot of leaders, um, demonstrate this behavior is they meet people where they think they are as opposed to slowing down long enough to find out where are they, right? Because most of us leaders, I would say, have a preferred or a default style. We prefer to be more directive or we prefer to delegate more or or what whatever your style and there are styles we talk about some of those in the book uh inspired by uh ken blanchard and situational leadership if somebody's an enthusiastic beginner ken would encourage us to be more directive because there doesn't make a lot of sense to have a brainstorming session with somebody that's brand new and doesn't know what they're talking about (laughs) right um but if somebody, if you think somebody is at a competency level beyond that, then then you need to adjust your style appropriately, right? right? You don't, you're not directive with a. I think he calls them a self reliant achiever, right? Right. You, you you need to treat people differently, and we we may have touched on this on a previous episode. That's one of the fundamental differences in my mind between management and leadership, and both are essential, by the way. But managers tend to want to pe- treat people the same, and leaders know that you should treat people differently. Yeah. And so this is a perfect application of that principle. And so situational coaching means meeting an individual where they are, not where the leader thinks they are or where the leader wants them to be. Yeah, let's pull back up. We're talking here about valuing results and relationships. And if we're really going to value that, this is not a a tray of slice and bake cookies. You can't – you don't get to do it that way. It's really much more organic. I always say it's like a greenhouse. There's plants, and they all grow differently, and they've got to have different – levels of care and all that. We'll get into care some tomorrow on this. But I think one of the other things we can do, let's talk about it here for just a second, is to give feedback to people. It's mm-hmm. a you, you've said this before and really challenged me to think this way is is feedback is a gift in an organization. Mm-hmm. Can be reframed that way. Most most organizations like I don't want to be accountable accountability same way. I don't want to, you know, I, that that feels like a bad word. It's all punitive. It, 
But when we give people feedback, it can be a tremendous gift to help yeah. them really, really get to a place uh, of growth. And, yeah. and it's one of the ways that we can coach people. Yeah. I mentioned this earlier. Um, I think your, your perspective matters. And if you think people really do want to be successful, then feedback should be your friend. Feedback's my friend because yeah. I want to be successful. Yeah. I want as much feedback as I can get from as many human beings as I can get because yeah. there's some of that I can use. Yeah. Some of that I'll say thank you very much and we'll keep moving. That's but, right. but some of it I can use to get better. And so I think we've got a real opportunity here to up our game as leaders, be sure the feedback is specific and it's, it's timely don't tell me I did something wrong six months ago. I mean, that's better than not telling me at all. But tell me five minutes after I did it. Don't for, do that in your marriage either, day. by the way. Right. So it's specific and it's timely and it's actionable. And um, you can get better if 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 you get feedback from a leader. Yeah. And, and, and the last thing I'd say today is I think we, we also, as we think about coaching for success, is make sure that you are you're recognizing people for progress. You're praising progress. You want to I think sometimes we we're always looking for what did they do wrong and and that's just not the way people are wired up. They really do when they do great work, they ought to be validated for that. They ought to be celebrated for that. And and I just want to encourage you to look for progress that's happening. It's one of the ways you can coach people. And as you're thinking about results and relationships, if somebody does great work and they're a results person, you you don't assume that that I mean it is their bent and that's great, but you still should you should you should do that. And if somebody's really relational, I think sometimes we're thinking, well, that's not they're not getting the results I want. You still should affirm their their relational bent, and and maybe some of that feedback goes to them on let's let's make sure this is great. I'm glad everybody's happy, but let's make sure that we're doing the things that we need to to, to achieve the the results that we can as well. So we'll we'll talk about this one more piece tomorrow. There's a lot here that we we've unpacked the last couple of days. Maybe you need to go back and think through some of that. Make yourself some notes. Of what what are some ways that you, again we're trying to compensate for which way we lean to make sure that our organization, our team, our family, even we value results and relationships. If you only talk to people the way you think, you're you're going to struggle to connect with them. But if you can get this balance right, I think you can you can make real progress here. Remember, the best leaders lead every day. <laughs>